0: The Hollywood connection here is Miley Cyrus filmed a movie The Last Song here in Savannah and out on Tybee Island and she and her mom were staying at the 1790 Inn in that room. And one day she came back and her boots were on top of her luggage and there was a palm print on one of her boots.
1: On today's Hollyweird holiday episode, we get Hollyweird not in California, but in one of the Hollywoods of the South. We are going to get Hollyweird in Savannah, Georgia. And there's one person that's going to help us get Hollyweird in the South, and that is haunted historian Inika Edenfield. Inika is not only a walking textbook of Savannah history, but she is a haunted walking textbook of haunted savannah history as well she is going to take us on a haunted hollywood savannah film locations tour yes Inika is going to take us on a few famous film locations that have quite a few ghost stories and they're going to make you rethink visiting savannah twice so grab your gree bag, your night, and possibly some holy water and some comfortable shoes because we are going to take a haunted Savannah tour with a field of Savannah, Georgia. Let's get Holly weird in the south again for the holidays, y'all. Side note, the following interview was recorded via Skype, so please pardon the sound quality as we experienced a couple of echoes, dings, and pauses. Now, let's get Hollyweird. Welcome to Hollyweird Paranormal. And once again, if you are on Patreon, then you're looking at our beautiful faces right now. I'm a little greasy. I'm a little greasy, of course. (laughs) First off, you're in for a good treat. You're in for a great treat, because as you remember, two classes ago, we always talked about the tradition bringing back the tradition of telling ghost stories. Yes. That was a big thing during the Victorian era. So we want to bring Victorian era and horse buggies and the ghost buggy and the ghost stories, yes. you know, back to 2020, 2021. Hopefully they'll make this year better, right? Because it was a whole <laughs> the year. So we decided not to do Christmas ghost stories, but to still share some amazing ghost stories with you. We brought a very amazing person mm. who hails from the South. So Holly yeah. Weird is gonna go South. We're gonna go to Savannah, Georgia, with um, a very, very, very special person, a very awesome person who is uh, what we call our paranormal sister from another mister. Uh. So. Inika Edenfield is here with us, and she's going to share some pretty amazing Savannah ghost stories, especially some famous film site haunts as well. So we are going to talk a little bit about Hollywood, but we're going to talk about the Hollywood of the South, or one of the Hollywoods of the South, which is Savannah. So real quickly, I'm going to read your bio to all of our listeners. Inika Edenfield hails originally from Florida Panhandle. As she was moving to Savannah in 2010, she learned that it's one of the most haunted cities in America. Yes. yes. <laughs> I've heard many tales. In fact, her first apartment there was haunted. And yes, guys, we're going to get this story from Inika. We're going to get it. So, researching Savannah's haunted and weird history has become her favorite pastime. This year, she launched a blog and TikTok account uh, that focused on highlighting the strange things she finds and listening to other people's encounters with the city's paranormal population. So, Inika, welcome to Hollywood Yay. Paranormal. Hey, We're bringing hey. a southern hospitality to the West Coast. So, thank you so much for joining us. Yes.
2: I'm so excited. I'm like... Unnaturally obsessed with Savannah. I like have <laughs> romantic visions of like me living in Savannah in like my huge ball gown. Like it's <laughs> out of I'm so excited.
1: <laughs> and that was the night the lights went out in Georgia. <laughs> yeah,
2: literally. Like, no, we don't to want serious. you. Thank you. We're so good. Like, oh,
1: please. Every time I think of Savannah, I think of uh, the famous quote: "Life is like a box of chocolates." Yes. Because Forrest Gump was was filmed there. That's what I oh. learned from your TikTok. Yep. So Ineka, um, tell us a little about your TikTok. And also, let's just segue into this haunted apartment that you <laughs> lived in, in in Savannah. Yeah. And what got you into the paranormal as well. It's going to be a super source before we jump into these amazing, um, I guess, sites that you're going to kind of virtually walk us and our listeners through in Savannah since now we can't travel and we're in a pandemic so here we are. I know. So take it away.
0: Yeah, so I, I was always interested in ghosts and I'd come from a very religious family. Yeah. And so my dad didn't want me to believe in ghosts which sort of made me want to believe in them more.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh,
0: I just, it's like everything it sort, is, of, sort of kept cutting kept back, back to back that. that. And I I was looking for for a magazine in the Florida Panhandle and had my first audible ghost experience then that I did a video on on my TikTok. Um, I tagged along with some paranormal investigators and they were out investigating the Bellamy Bridge, which is a really haunted old bridge in Mariana, Florida. And my friend and I were standing away from the group and we were talking and she heard something, but I didn't hear it. And a little while later... I heard what she was hearing. It was chains rattling, and we were near oh, the site of an stop. old plantation. No. <laughs> so I was like, all right, that's cool. Let's go back with everyone else now.
2: That is we're some already- epic Christmas Carol, Marley and Marley Brothers bullshit. Like, oh my God, no chains? Yes.
1: We're already like four minutes into this podcast, and already Bryce is yeah. having a major freakout session. Well, I feel like. <laughs>
2: I would be even like a little less scared of like a voice or a car, like on a bridge, a chain. Like, oh god, that can only be something bad.
1: But what yeah, if that's the kids like, uh, were like clanking, and then you start hearing that it's Marley and Marley? Right. Oh my god.
2: Oh. I watched that like seventeen times. It's great. Me too. And I still get scared. <laughs> it's scary, y'all.
0: And then after all that, I end up moving to Savannah, which is one of the most haunted cities in the country. And it's a city that's literally built on dead people.
1: Yep. True that. Uh, I hear you live in New Orleans. Yeah. Go
0: wrong. So Bryce, you're just going to have to get over that if you come to visit, you're going to be stepping on dead people at some point.
2: (laughs) For Savannah, I'll, I'll try. (laughs)
0: shuffling on the flip-flops i moved into this really cool old victorian house and it was split into three apartments there was one Mm. apartment on the first floor and upstairs was two apartments and i lived in the upstairs back apartment and i was meeting my neighbor across the hall his name was sam he's a photographer and his first words to me were So do you believe in ghosts? (laughs) And So, of course, this is going to end well. Um, And I said, yes, because, you know, growing up in the South. uh, And he was like, cool. So I have a ghost in my apartment. He might come over to yours, but mostly he just stays in mine. If he does come over to yours, don't worry. He's harmless.
1: (laughs) He could start paying rent, though. right Right.
0: and he found out about the ghost because after hurricane katrina a medium from new orleans moved into the downstairs apartment and she told him hey do you hear that tapping sound on your window the window that's not near any trees and he said yeah i've heard that before i just thought it was like a bug or something and she said no that's a ghost And he told me to tell you that he just wants something blue in the apartment. So, if you put, like, a blue candle or something on your mantelpiece, he'll be cool with you.
1: Oh, my God. I'm getting, like, goosebumps. Oh.
0: (laughs) So, Sam did that. And then, after about a year, Sam moved. And the apartment was vacant for a while. Oh, no. And every once in a while, I had two cats at the time. And every once in a while, they would stop. And stare at the door that connected to the hallway.
2: Oh god, I can picture that exactly. Kathy, that <laughs> freaks me out.
0: And I would just say, "Hey, Bob," and then leave it at that. And after you a gave, while, it a <laughs> gave it a name, gave it a name. But he would only ever come into my apartment when Sam's apartment was vacant. Because after he moved out, someone else moved in, she moved out after a little while, and then another couple moved in. So it was only when it was vacant that he would come into mine.
1: Now, when he come into your Uh, apartment, would he do anything else aside from tapping on the door or would you ever feel his
0: presence? No. I just I just figured that he was coming in because he was bored and wanted to see somebody else.
1: Yeah. Got see somebody else. I hope not seeing you taking a shower, undressing or anything. <laughs> God. Girl, then I'd be having to charge him for the shows, you know?
2: Yeah. We did any of the other him. residents, did they notice yeah. or were they kind of in and out so quickly?
0: They were in and out pretty quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah.
1: Would you hear anything um, in regards to like they saw someone or? Sam was
0: a divorcee. She had recently mm. gotten divorced. So she wasn't at the apartment very often. I did wake up one night because my bedroom was shaking. And I figured out it was because she had um, a friend over. And like I said, it's an all-Victorian house. So (laughs) if you do something in another room, the entire house
2: healed it. Oh, yeah. I thought even the ghost was like, no conjugal visits. (laughs) Like, okay, I'm going to need you to, like, back (laughs) off. No, I'll put a, a, kind of a candle story. wherever you want me to put a candle, but like if you're gonna monitor my visits, no.
1: He's like Annika, I'm gonna be back. I'll be right back. I'm just gonna go check on that noise for a bit. Do you
2: still live in that apartment?
0: No. Uh, oh, okay. I haven't lived there in a while. We actually have our own place now.
1: Oh nice. Good. Is it haunted? No, it's haunted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. i done a couple
0: cleanses just to make sure
1: smart good good very smart so it turns out that you know the spots um that we're going to talk about in savannah famous locations of these films oh my god i can't wait because i'm a big fan of forrest gump and uh, midnight in the garden of good and evil i'm so uh, here for same.
2: this that is like one of my I favorite know. books of all time
1: books and films especially jude law in that movie oh, oh. yes
2: I, for- I always forget that it was a <laughs> movie too Oh, yeah, like, baby Jude Law. I know. (laughs) This is so, this is lightly related, but it's also off topic. We have a patient that comes into my office, and he is exactly, when I read the book, how I pictured the main Savannah character, like the older gay debutante man.
0: Mm -hmm. I've actually never seen Uh, the movie,
2: so I don't know who plays it in the movie. uh, Who is it in the movie?
0: Uh, his name's Jim
2: Williams, but
1: he was played yes. by Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin so Spacey played I've never seen yeah. the
2: movie, I've only read the book, but this patient comes in, and it's, like, exactly what I pictured when I was reading the book. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my <laughs> God, he sounds just like him. I I'd actually, I did know that it was Kevin Spacey. I had forgotten about that,
1: but... You know what's really... Uh... Interesting, and it's such a coincidence that we're going to talk about that film. And the film does take place in um, Christmas. I think it takes place in, in December, right? When the reporter goes and he investigates, uh, I think it's in then. December. Mm. Yeah, it starts down there, right? Which I found very interesting. But um Inika, why don't you take it away yes. and tell us some ghost stories, some Hollywood okay. Savannah ghost stories? Hell yes! Uh,
0: we're gonna end with midnight because that's like a whole big thing in itself. <laughs> That's for laughs. So, uh, a lot of TV shows also come through Savannah. Savannah is a very popular spot for filming, especially if people want older homes mm-hmm. because of mm-hmm. uh, Sherman's March to the Sea. When he came through Georgia, he just like leveled everything. So, right. if people are filming in Atlanta, but they need an older home. They come over here. So, recently, the show Council of Dads, which, unfortunately, is not getting a second season, oh. Uh, oh, was no. filming here. And one of the scenes was at a restaurant called Husk. Which is funny, because the building that they were in was burned to a husk before they remodeled it. <laughs> it's just a coincidence that it's named that now. Was It's known to everybody here as 12 West Opelthorpe. Uh, It started off as a residence It was built in 1898 The rumor is that a doctor lived there When the yellow fever epidemics were coming through Mm. But Mm -hmm. I haven't found any information to back that up And neither has anyone else I've known So we're not really sure who lived there to begin with Mm. I know that Juliette Gordon-Lowe The founder of the American Girl Scouts Her family did live there for a little bit Oh, random Yeah, Uh, and then it was an Elks Lodge for a while, and then it was a Montessori school for a while, and then it was abandoned in the 1980s, and then after that, it did catch fire, and the back portion was burned, and it was just left there for years until Husk came along in the last couple of years, remodeled it, and opened up their restaurant. But before that, everybody had been talking about seeing ghosts not only inside the house, but right outside of it.
1: Oh. Oh. People would
0: see shadow figures. Everyone swears that they saw a man leaning up against the front of the house like he was waiting for his ride to come pick him up.
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
0: And even now, after it's been remodeled and turned into a restaurant. They still have problems with electronics. Like electronics will just randomly power down or lose battery oh, power. God. So it's still a very haunted location. We just don't know why.
1: Wow. That is so interesting. Mm -hmm. And you just never know, I mean, who is even buried underneath that building. You never know. Uh, The amount of foot traffic, yeah. And what has been absorbed in the location. I can't even imagine. Oh Oh, my goodness. But also because now it's a restaurant, I'm sure it's stirring up so many, so much energy. And we've talked about this in our last episode about that uh, the haunted jail from one of our listeners' tales. You know, there's this constant rotation. You know, the stresses of being a server. You know, stresses of working in the kitchen. That could calm oh, them. For like,
2: sure, yeah. I so have haunted every restaurant I've ever worked in because <laughs> I hate food service so much and I'm so bad at it.
0: <laughs> a lot oh God! And restaurants are haunted. Like I that. Oh, I believe I that. Could do- TikTok videos for days, just on haunted Savannah restaurants. Oh my
1: God! Yeah, you have a lot of coverage for days on that.
0: It's it's insane, really. The um, in fact, that leads us into our second haunted location, which is just around the corner. Uh, Julie Roberts filmed something to talk about.
2: Oh yeah,
0: filmed in Savannah. Oh yes, and one of the locations is now known as the Sixpence Pub. It's a British themed pub. Really good. Highly recommend it.
2: Uh,
0: um, but it started off as an Irish pub called Dylan's. And then that owner passed away in 1981. And then it switched to a British pub owned by a man named Wally. And it was called Wally's Sixpence. Oh. And then he sold it to the people who owned the Sixpence pub. Now, after Dylan passed away... People go up to his family and say, We saw him at the pub. We saw him sitting at the bar. And they're like, No, you didn't. He's gone. What
1: are you putting into those bitters and those beers? Seriously.
0: Uh, I know. For years that they would see him sitting at the bar. And then after Wally and his wife left, some more activity started up. Like lights would burst just completely shatter Mm-mm. you know doors would close things in the kitchen would get mixed around or thrown off of shelves and they don't know who those other entities are I'd like to think that Wally and his wife put so much into that that they left some residual energy behind yeah and so that's that's what I think that is personally.
1: Yes. Oh man, you think they're fighting as a couple in the afterlife?
0: I don't think they're <laughs> fighting. I think they just they liked things the way that they were.
1: Got you. Yeah, I mean that does make sense. They're do they're just, do- you know, doing the demolition on their own. <laughs> so it could things back to the way they were and it just intensified more and more after the both of them like kind of god went. i bet
0: yeah
2: so,
1: so... I'm
0: not sure if and his wife are actually dead some people in my research have said that they were but i haven't found any information saying that they were actually dead so i oh, think okay. the activity is just residual energy they left behind yeah gotcha
2: Mm -hmm. I mean, you have to pour so much of yourself into owning and running a restaurant anyway. Yeah.
1: It
2: it makes total sense that it would be just... stressful.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I had an ex that owned a restaurant in New Orleans, and it was... uh, I barely saw him certain months and certain times. And he would get me started on Easter Rush.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It was a seafood restaurant, and um, yeah, he was like, I'm going to be you know, quiet and in the dark during Easter. I'm like, I totally understand. Call me after the Easter bunny leaves and we're we're good in the hood. It's fine. I wonder if, like, one of the preliminaries or person that's being interviewed, like, do you believe in ghosts? Um...
2: Yeah, right. (laughs) Every single
0: (laughs) server that I know in Savannah has had some experience with a ghost. Every single one.
2: Oh, my God. Wow. I mean, look, I if mean- I'm going to haunt somewhere, it's probably going to be a restaurant. Like, let's just call that out now. <laughs> like, oh, they serve cheese sticks? Like, we're good. I'm going to haunt this place. Like, <laughs> it's fine. Like, spooky.
0: So I used to work
2: used to at the... cheese sticks the, out. It'll be fine.
0: I used to work at the NBC affiliate here in town. Oh, yeah. And one of my coworkers and I both had a deal. If something happened and one of us started to die, the other one had to drag her body out of the building across the street to the baseball stadium because we'll haunt the baseball stadium. We're not haunting the station.
2: Yeah. That's smart. That's really smart. That
0: is smart.
1: Well planned out. I like that. Yeah, like I love
2: know. a good plan. <laughs> I
0: know.
2: I love that. If we start dying.
1: <laughs> start dying. Drag know. my body an in you and out oh, or water or something.
0: So leading on to another haunted location that is a restaurant bar and also an inn. The 1790 Inn, which is a highly requested place anytime I do ghost tours, Mm -hmm. uh, is one of the older standing buildings in Savannah. Because Savannah's had fires and hurricanes. We even had an earthquake. Uh, Oh, my
1: God. Yeah. An earthquake?
0: Uh, Yeah. The epicenter was actually in Charleston, but we Mm. felt it all the way down here. It it was in the 1800s, though, so it was way before my time. Oh, my God. But... Yeah, so it's one of the oldest standing structures, and it's actually several different buildings that were eventually combined. Mm. So there are two ghosts that haunt the restaurant and bar portion, but there's one ghost that everybody knows. They call her Anna, and she haunts one of the rooms in the inn. Everybody has a different story about who Anna is and why she's there, and I'm still trying to figure out who she actually is, I'm right. digging through historic records, and so far I'm not having much luck. But I I know for a fact that she exists because one of my friends had a run in with her.
1: Oh damn!
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh, but, I hope it was decent. <laughs>
0: it was. It was. Okay. Um, so Anna haunts room two hundred four,
1: and Bryce making a note of that. Never yeah. to <laughs> ask for room two hundred four. <laughs> okay, in the
2: opposite.
0: Yes. guys, <laughs> you'll be fine. She just likes to cuddle with guys. Mm.
2: As my can boyfriend can tell you, stories... he he's like, let's cuddle. I'm like, nah, I'm good. I don't <laughs> want to do that. I don't want to do that.
0: I'm good. But there have been so many stories of men who checked in either by themselves or with their wife, girlfriend, whoever, and were laying down and thought that their significant other had laid down with them because they felt that pressure on the bed and maybe even felt an arm across them, turned around, no one was
2: there.
0: Ugh. Oh, but with man. Women, she tends to be a bit more playful. She hides things from them.
1: Mm. Hell no.
0: My friend, she and her husband stayed there um, for their honeymoon. They lived in Savannah, but they just wanted to do something really low key. So they stayed the night there at the inn. And she was taking off all her jewelry at the end of the night, put it in one spot. The next morning when she went to pack everything up, she couldn't find her necklace. She tore that room apart looking for that Ah. necklace.
2: Oh no. And
0: she was like, well, I guess I got to tell management that I'm missing my necklace. And so if they see it, they can call me and I'll come back and get it. So she heads out of the room towards the lobby and one of the house cleaning People were in the hallway and saw her walking and asked her if she needed anything. And she was like, yeah, my necklace is missing. And the woman said, oh, that's Anna. Don't worry, it'll turn back up. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So she walked down the lobby, told them, like, hey, my necklace is missing. They're like, no worries. If we see it, we'll call you. So she and her husband left, went back to their home, which is here in Savannah, and after their wedding, they had not been back home. They went from ceremony straight to the room. Her necklace was in the driveway.
2: Oh, my God.
0: What? And I was like, well, you know, at least at least she was nice enough to return it. And my friend said, yeah, but it's a little disturbing that she's not bound to the location. How did she know where they yeah. lived?
2: Like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, to
0: the no on that one. Yeah, but the not,
1: even, not only she a klepto, she's a stalker. Like hell no, hell oh to my the god, no. That
2: is yeah. so. I thought you were gonna say it was like <laughs> in her luggage or like uh, like in her pocket, like in their driveway. Oh no. my god. Oh hell no. That's when you move. Like, you just have to move at that point. Like, you no. know, or
1: from the driveway. In the dr- driveway, is that even possible? Oh, <laughs> God. No. Oh, God, no.
0: But the Hollywood connection here is Miley Cyrus filmed a movie of the last song yes. here in Savannah and out on Tybee Island. And she and her mom were staying at the 1790 Inn in that room. And one day she came back. And her boots were on top of her luggage, and there was a palm print on mm-hmm. one of her boots. So I think Anna was trying to take off with her boots, but they were just a little too heavy for her. <laughs> and she just had obviously.
1: I mean, the older Miley gets, the more chunkier her boots are. Do you have any necklaces? So oh uh
0: jumping over to Forrest Gump now.
2: Yes.
0: Forest yeah. Gump was filmed in a lot of places all around savannah but the opening scene where he's sitting on the bench is in chippewa square okay and just fun fact if you ever come to savannah the bench is not there it's in the savannah museum which is attached to the visitor center oh wow Uh, oh okay you want to see the bench it's there but if you want to see the location you can still come to chippewa square
1: right okay
0: uh, and next to Chippewa Square, on the square actually, is the Savannah Theater, which is one of the oldest continually operating theaters in the U.S. Oh, wow. And it has been rebuilt and remodeled multiple times because those two fires that went through Savannah damaged it. One of the hurricanes that went through Savannah tore off part of the roof.
1: Oh, so man. It, oh, it doesn't
0: look anything like it what it originally looked like sure but it's very old it was built in 1818 so it's seen a lot and there are three ghosts that have been identified there might be more spirits one of my friends has a theory that there are more spirits there but there are three that everyone talks about so there's betty who was an actress and every once in a while People will see her on the stage during performances. <gasps> She'll be standing off to the side, wearing a white hoop skirt.
2: Obsessed, same.
0: <laughs> see, should team up. I know. Are you a sure she's not going
1: to do her? Right? Seriously, yes. Bryce the yeah. hoop skirt makes sense. Oh my gosh!
2: We'll do the sisters' number from White Christmas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then there's a little boy because, of course, there's always a small child. Days, somewhere. Yeah. Always
1: a little girl or a little boy goes laughing in the background. I bet he laughs, right?
0: Yeah, they <laughs> uh, think he may have died in a fire. Because aside from the two big fires that came through Savannah, there were a couple of small fires that also started in the theater. <gasps> and so they don't oh. know which one mm. of those, but they think he died in one fire. He's really playful. He's really not a problem, but he does like to play pranks. Yeah. And mm-hmm. sometimes that means messing with people who are working the spotlight. But it's That's never good. malicious. It's just, you know, a bored little boy ghost.
2: <laughs> like, with does the he light. Just like, oh, like, distri- like the light goes off, or.
0: Well, my friend, Chris Susie worked there for a while and he tells a story about one time when he was working the spotlight and he was trying to follow an actor and couldn't get the light to move and when he turned around to see what the problem was the cord had been tied up in a bow and was preventing him from moving the light anymore <laughs>
1: I'm sorry, but these ghosts of Savannah are freaking next level. They're like, yeah. I don't know, if they it's not just American
2: over. It's Horror. Like story like a there's like a little note on it. Like
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean there's House of Haunted Hill Ghosts, then there's American Horror Story Ghosts, and then there's Casper. I feel like they're at this level of American horror story.
0: Yeah. Oh my god. As far as I know, none of them wear bondage gear though, so that's good. <laughs>
1: okay.
0: That's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Good. And the third ghost is called the director. And
1: hell no, I'm done.
0: (laughs) My friend Chris Susie ended up actually finding out who he was. Oh wow! Because they would hear the actors would often hear someone up in the balcony clapping and cheering them on. Okay. rehearsals. And the first couple of times it happened, someone ran up there to see. You know, did somebody sneak into the theater and there was no one? Right. But they noticed that the guy had a British accent. And my friend Chris found out that for a while the Savannah Theater was a movie house. It actually showed films, not just stage
2: performances. Hmm.
0: And there was a projectionist who was British. And he died from a heart attack in the projection booth. Oh no. So he thinks that's who the director is, that he just loved his job so much and he loved the theater that he stuck around afterwards. That's so great
1: that he applauds and he's positive. He's not like yelling and giving actors horrible notes or leaving the costume shop (laughs) with like 50 pages of notes. Oh my God. Been there. Been there. I cringe when people are like, so there's a director goes. I'm like, ugh. If you're in wardrobe, brace yourself. I can't imagine. Mm -hmm. You know, when I'm listening to you tell these stories and you talking about unearthing, trying to exhume Mm -hmm. documentation of the history, it's so hard that you can't find anything that relates to, you know, what is causing the hauntings. And that's how old the city is. Like, you, I mean, it's super difficult to... Exhume these documents because, especially since the city went through so many yeah. fires and other natural disasters, I'm sure a lot of those were probably destroyed in those events.
0: Oh, yeah! So,
1: oh, I can't imagine. Yeah, girl, you have a job on over there. Seriously, <laughs> well, I'm trying to
2: figure out the line between like what is sort of myth and story and you right. know, passed down and what is like fact. It's like, well, urban legend mm-hmm. can become. Like, manifest energy, but it doesn't necessarily have any basis in history. So, it's, like, that delineation between, like, maybe this is just residual energy. Maybe enough people believe in it that it's manifested into something real. Maybe it is something historical. That's so crazy.
0: Mm -hmm. I I truly believe that Savannah, for whatever reason, is a city that holds on to its history. Mm. And a part of that is also holding on to it's dead. Mm. Because when you walk around Savannah, wow. you feel like you're walking through history.
1: Wow. Yes. That because is, the, uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. The way people a talk lot about of how, people you know, time is a construct and, you know, things aren't all in a straight line.
1: Crazy that you mentioned that because I've had I've had a lot of people tell me that same quote or something related to it. They're like, Tammy, if you're walking in a time warp or you just feel like you're walking, like you could be walking down a street by yourself, but you feel like you're walking with a crowd of people. Like oh. it, it's so palpable the energy there. It's, oh yeah, I, I can't imagine. That's why I have to go. And Bryce, we're <laughs> gonna have to stay in 1790. <laughs> oh, I Santa. would drink
2: a mint julep on a porch all day long. So like it's <laughs> time. So
0: now we're we're treading closer to midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. <sighs> um the mercer house which is the house that all of this happened in uh was used for a movie other than midnight in the garden of good and evil Um, actually it was used for several i'll get to that in a second (laughs) (laughs) uh that's that's a whole other story not haunted just weird um (laughs) But it was the exterior of it was used in the film Glory. Glory was shot oh, yeah. partially.
1: Yes.
0: And some extras, while they were on their way to or from the set, I'm not sure which one it was, stopped off in Fort Pulaski, which is a Civil War fort in between Savannah and Tybee Island. And it's a really ah, cool fort. They did a fantastic job of restoring it. Like, you feel like you're there in it when you walk through. Um, But they they were dressed in their Confederate soldier attire because, you know, they were still in business mode. And they were walking around, and a Confederate officer walked up to them (gasps) and reprimanded them on how they were walking. Oh, no. And told them to straighten up, put them in formation, and they thought he was just a volunteer at the fort, so they followed along with him. And then when they turned around, he was gone.
1: No! Oh, no. Ugh.
0: And I, I have been at that fort at night. Um, I, I was in a tiny film called Abraham Lincoln versus Zombies.
2: Oh my, god, stop. Yes. oh my god. Oh yes. Oh my god obsessed. So
0: if you if you watch the movie at about 18 minutes in, you can see my head get cut off. It's pretty cool. Hell yes. But I was there one night when they were finally wrapping up their filming there at the fort and the moon was full and it was just it was beautiful and tranquil and at the same time you could feel the weight of the history of wow. the place because you know, Confederates had had the fort. It was overtaken by the Union. It was used as a prison camp for a while. A lot of people died there. And you can still feel that, even though it is absolutely beautiful now. Of
1: course. Um, I mean, oof. you go to Virginia and, and you can definitely sense that, you know, and Gettysburg. I mean, I can't yeah. imagine Savannah. <laughs> and oh. the,
0: the Mercer House was actually started right before the civil war and was finally finished in 1868 the mercers who are the ancestors of Johnny Mercer the composer and co-founder of Capitol Records Oh yeah, oh, wow. yeah He's actually from Savannah Oh my um, god but oh,
1: look at that. There is a connection, yes. a Hollywood connection right there. That's so interesting.
0: We renamed an inlet here, Moon River, after his song from Breakfast at Tiffany's.
1: Uh-huh. Oh, hell yes.
0: But uh, his family actually started building the Mercer House, which is why it's called the Mercer House. But mm-hmm. they weren't able to live there. They sold it after the Civil War. So it went from a private residence to a ailey shiner's temple for a while
2: wow
0: and then the 1950s downtown savannah was looking really rough um a lot of historic buildings were being bulldozed to Mm. make way for progress and yeah a group of women came together and decided that they were going to start buying some of these historic homes and fixing them up so that they could be preserved And Jim Williams was a part of that. He also bought and restored a lot of homes in Savannah. And that is how he got some of his money. Uh, Some of it was from antique dealing. Some of it was from some other ways. If you ever read the book After Midnight, Mm. it details a little bit more about his personal life he did some really good stuff he also did some really (laughs) shady stuff
1: yeah oh crap (laughs) noting that right now (laughs) um
0: since he was an antiquities dealer he also had some nazi paraphernalia that he collected and one day they were filming out in the square in front of his house And he was so irritated because none of the homeowners were getting compensated for the exteriors of their homes being used. Uh, The film crew had come in and dumped dirt all over the streets so that it would look older. Everybody had to move their cars. No one was allowed to come out the front of their houses. He was so sick and tired of it, he took a big Nazi flag and draped it over the front of his house. So that they couldn't use the (laughs) exterior of the house. Which sounds like a douche move already. But it's even douchier when you realize that Congregation Mikvah Israel, the oldest Jewish congregation in the state of Georgia, is directly across the town.
1: <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, he is next level shady.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh so, no! When someone pointed that out to him, he went over and he apologized to the rabbi. But yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: sort of decent of him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jim Jim Williams was a character.
2: Yeah, maybe you don't put the Nazi flag up in the first place, but like,
1: yeah, you're apologizing. No. I mean, yeah. You know, not collect Nazi paraphernalia, but I'm just, you know, putting yeah. it out there. It's the Nazi paraphernalia for me, right there. Hell no. Oh, so he <laughs> well, at least he apologized. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Baby steps. He bought.
0: Baby bought Mercer House in 1969, and fixed okay. it up and moved in. And that just became his home. Like, that was the home that made him famous. Because Mm -hmm. he would throw these prestigious parties, and everyone wanted to be on the list. And he made a big deal of, if you slighted him, he made a big deal of taking your name off the list.
2: I mean, that is petty goals, honestly.
0: (laughs) Uh
1: Uh-huh. And... Imagine being a ghost in that house and living with that man. like, Uh do the... Great. I'm going to go check out the... What the fuck? He has a Nazi flag in this yeah. damn room. <laughs> Hell no. Going to 1790 right now.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> but he had this assistant slash on-again, off-again lover named Danny. They were not an item uh, during his trial. He would say that they would just have consensual sex on occasion, like two adults. Oh. And hey, mm. yeah, <laughs> I mean,
1: trying to, pop, mm. yeah,
0: it was weird, <laughs> but just,
1: this was definitely before you know Grindr and Grindr, right. Well, and, yeah, and,
2: you know, you have to clarify that it's like consensual sex as two adults. It seems a
0: little
2: <laughs> <scary>. <laughs> shouldn't have to clarify that, but okay.
0: Well, it was the eighties. It was the eighties in the south. So fair, yeah, yeah, fair, yeah. But Danny had a hair trigger. Everyone in town knew that he had a hair trigger. And would constantly get into fights, abuse drugs, alcohol. And he had blown up at Jim Williams' house before. Like, gone into the square, fired a gun up into the air. The police were called, the whole shebang. So Danny was no stranger to the police or anybody else in town. Because everybody knew... About his temper and one night the police ended up getting called to Jim Williams home and Danny was lying dead in the office from several gunshot wounds and Jim Williams told them that Danny went nuts grabbed a gun fired it at him and he fired back in response And there were several trials, there was a lot of back and forth, there was a whole big thing about, you know, the crime scene not being secured properly, and there was just a whole bunch of stuff going on with the trials. Eventually, he was uh, pardoned, but that was after years, so Danny was killed in May of 1981, and, let me see, check my notes...
1: You know, for sure, that was not consensual right there. So, (laughs) Uh,
0: Mm -hmm. After four trials, he was finally acquitted, but ended up dying eight months later in 1990. He was found dead in the same office where Danny died. His cause of death was listed as pneumonia and heart failure. But (laughs) some people say that Danny came back to finish the job that he started in
1: 1981 definitely american horror story like next level shit with these ghosts i swear
0: damn that would be enough you think that those two deaths would be enough to cement mercer house as this weird haunted location but there was actually a third death that happened right before jim williams bought the home
1: damn
2: Oh my God!
0: A little boy, Tommy Downs.
1: <laughs> no. I'm getting so much anxiety just listening about this house. Fuck <laughs> that! No. A little
0: boy named Tommy Downs uh, went into the house with several of his friends. They went to the roof to hunt pigeons, like you do in 1970, I guess, or 1969. <laughs> and the little boys were up on the roof, and they say that Danny oh. was there one second and then gone the next. Oh my God and they looked oh. over the side and he had fallen over the side of the building and there's a spiked fence that runs along No. The side. no. Yeah. He landed on that and then bounced off of that there's a small little trench that runs along the side of the house as well and ended up falling in there. Oh and my I, god. To this day you can go look at that spiked fence and one of the tips is missing.
2: Oh my god. Oh.
0: And that is so what a sad. horrible way yeah. to go. I know. Now in we just need it in final destination
1: mode. Oh my God.
0: Yeah. In the newspaper article, they said that he just lost his balance. But there are other people who say yeah. that he was pushed <gasps> by an unseen force. And then with the death of Danny and then with the death of Jim Williams, there are some in the community who say that that house is bloodthirsty.
2: That it oh just
0: my god. god! Now, since Jim Williams' death, I don't know if anybody else who has died there. His sister lives there now, and she's fine. So, I don't know. Maybe whatever entity lives there is appeased now,
2: Ooh or my she's gosh. like, you know, because I feel like,
0: yeah, based on just is the sweet. book
2: and the biography, that like, he was such a flamboyant, flagrant kind of character. Yeah, it seems like that could exacerbate a lot of energy in general. Mm-hmm. He obviously was a very charismatic and polarizing figure. Oh yeah. So I think that probably applies to like the afterlife too. Like he probably his energy was certainly like out
1: there. Exactly. Absolutely. Oh my gosh.
0: And so there's. Another location tied to Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil that is also haunted because, of course, it is. Uh, <laughs> the opening shot of the film, when Skylark by Johnny Mercer is playing, it there's an aerial shot that goes over Bonaventure Cemetery and then zooms in on the Bird Girl statue. All Right. right. Um, the famous bird girl statue, who is yeah. no longer at Bonaventure Cemetery. She got way too popular, and they moved her to the Telfair Museum.
1: Oh, damn.
0: But Bonaventure oh, no. Cemetery is still an absolutely gorgeous cemetery. It's really more of a park than it is mm. a burial ground. Mm-hmm. It's just a park with a lot of headstones. Uh, sure. sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. Ventura Ventura here in California, they have a park like that. It's just a cemetery and people have picnics, they play. Yep. They walk their dogs over dead people. Yeah, why not?
0: <laughs> but there is one grave in there who is she's a very famous grave. Um, her name is little Gracie. Sure, her parents owned, well, they ran a hotel in downtown mm. Savannah. And everyone loved little Gracie. She was the unofficial greeter of the hotel. Oh. She liked to be in the middle of everything. And one year, right before Easter, she got sick with pneumonia and ended up dying. And her parents were heartbroken. She was their only child. And after she was buried, they commissioned a sculptor named John Walls, who did several other grave sculptures out at Bonaventure and other graveyards across Georgia. Um, And he constructed a lifelike statue of her that sits on her grave. And everybody likes to go past her grave anytime I walk my dog at the cemetery because it's not too far from our house. We always stop by little Gracie's grave and we say hello.
2: Aww.
0: And people leave little presents like coins and little toys and things like that on her mm-hmm. grave. And when I'm walking past the cemetery tours, I can hear them talking about it and they always tell people that The legend goes, if you take anything off of her grave, that her statue cries tears of blood. No. Oh,
1: damn. (laughs) No.
0: (laughs) Which is kind of metal for a little six-year-old girl. Yeah, right?
1: Like, okay, hot
0: topic.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God.
0: That's not the only cemetery in the area. There's actually three cemeteries that are all right there. And Uh, just north of Bonamitre Cemetery is Greenwich Cemetery, which is actually where Danny Hansford is buried. He's buried there next to his mother. And that actually is another weird coincidence. Everything in Savannah is connected somehow.
1: Oh, Uh, absolutely.
0: How it is in the south. It's just like
1: six degrees of separation. Yeah.
0: It's, It's so wild. Um, But Bonaventure Cemetery actually started off as a plantation. The plantation burned down and then it was turned into a cemetery. Greenwich Cemetery had a mansion there. Greenwich Mansion. And Rudolph Valentino actually filmed a movie there before it burned down.
1: Oh, no way.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's a film called Stolen Moments. Mm. (gasps) Oh.
1: I did not know that. That's so cool.
0: But then one night, the mansion caught fire. It was a very dramatic thing. One of the children had to jump out the second floor window. She survived. Uh, and oh everybody God. inside survived.
1: Falcon Lair, his, uh, his home burned down as well. Part of it burned down from what I was told. Uh, so that's... What a coincidence. Weird. <laughs> hmm
0: But after it burned down, they sold the property. It eventually got turned into a cemetery, which is where... Danny Hansford is, and sometimes I take my dog out there as well, and we walk around. There's an area where there used to be a dock when the mansion was still in existence. Mm -hmm. The dock is gone, but there's a cute little garden area over there where we can walk around. Mm -hmm. And then when we're leaving, I like to stop off by Danny and his mom's graves and just brush the dirt off of them because they're flat headstones. And anytime it rains, Danny's grave gets covered in dirt. So I go out there and I brush it all off and clean off Aww. all the little gifts Aww, that people so left sweet. for him. Aww. One
1: day when
0: I was leaving, we were driving away from the cemetery, and I just felt this wave of grief come over me. Wow! And it was not mine. <laughs> and it was so heavy, I had to stop the car.
2: Oh my god! Say,
0: I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want, but you cannot follow me home.
1: And yeah, then- you already know Like, what's up. For you to pull over and have, have to address it, that says enough already.
0: Oh. Did it
2: sort of like dissipate or? Yeah. Oh my God. That is so creepy.
0: <laughs> I know. Mean,
1: yeah, I mean, that's what happens. Like when you go yeah. there, you, Lord knows what's going to happen if you walk or drive around there or what you can encounter or what can find you. That's so interesting. Something you know gets torn down there. It's turned into a cemetery here. It's turned into condominiums, or you know, <laughs> right. a shack or something. You know what I mean? So that I mean, it is a city of the dead. I mean, not that New Orleans stopped Savannah, but it seems like they're neck and neck. Yeah. I like to
0: think of Savannah as New Orleans' younger sister, who can't decide if she's goth or a manic pixie dream girl
2: obsessed (laughs) obsessed oh my god that's so accurate (laughs) that's what people say about me all the time but like
1: (laughs) we can all agree that uh, New Orleans is Bianca Dario trying to make the decision whether or not she's Bianca or Roy Paloc like which one are you going (laughs) to (laughs) be oh my goodness
0: Those are all of the stories I have for right now that have Hollywood ties. I mean, obviously, I could go on and on and on right. about other haunted locations in Savannah. Oh Can you God.
1: tell us what is, what, in your opinion, which location is the most haunted, the most, like, active, in your opinion?
0: Going outside of the ones that I talked about today, probably the Hampton Lilybridge home, which okay. coincidentally was also owned by Jim Williams. Um that home yeah. has a crazy history. It it was one of the homes that he bought and fixed up and lived in for a little bit prior to the Mercer House. That home had originally been on Bryan Street and the property was sold. Like I said, it was the 1950s. People were tearing down buildings. And the mm-hmm. only way that they could save that building was to move it because the land underneath it was sold. Oh my god. But they could save the home. So, Jim Williams bought it, moved it to a plot of land on St. Julian Street. During the process of moving the home, there was an accident, and one of the workers was killed.
2: Oh, my God.
0: They also found a crypt underneath the home. Done. It it.
2: (laughs) it doesn't have a crypt under their home. Come on. I know. It's a (laughs) beta. My crypt is overflowing.
0: (laughs) And come to find out that the first owner of the home died of yellow fever. And then it was turned into a lodge, and there are various rumors that people may have committed suicide in that home. And then, of course, you uproot it and move it to a completely different location.
1: So yeah, you just pretty much like aggravated what was probably probably already there. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh There it you went, go.
0: After it had been moved. Workers were working on the home and constantly complained of people walking around upstairs. But upstairs didn't have any stairs to connect it.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, that's so creepy. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm
1: -mm.
0: And Jim Williams told a story about how he and one of his uh, associates with the antique store were standing outside one night. And his friends said, isn't that your cat? And they turn around and look in the window, and Jim Williams' cat that had died months before was sitting up in the window.
2: Oh, my God. <laughs> cat goes.
0: The
1: a pet, pet cemetery, but in a house. There you go. That's what it is. Oh. oh, man.
0: He was gone. He was in Europe on one of his antiquing trips, and his neighbors heard a party going on in his house and they knew he was out of town. So they went over to check on the house, It's completely dark, locked up, no one was inside, but they heard music and dancing before they walked over there. So the ghosts were having a great old party.
2: Look, as long as they clean up, they can do whatever they want, but like, come
1: on. As long as they clean up, there's no smoking, we're fine and we're safe. That's all I can say. No
0: multiple times there was an attempt to <laughs> have an exorcism did not work
1: look just uh, I of the golden girls for 48 hours or 72 hours <laughs> and i think that should make it i think that should work right
0: well i posted a video on my tiktok about the house and a woman commented saying that she as a profession cleanses spaces for people
1: uh-huh. And she
0: told me you were never going to get that house clean. There was a portal in the house that attracts spirits. You were never getting it clean.
1: That is that is pretty much what I was going to ask. Oh, my like, God. I was going to mention something. Like, I wonder if there is, like, these places and locations have specific vortexes or portals. Like, I wonder if that is a possibility for oh, wow. um, a reason of these, like, high activities. So... I mean, it makes sense. Not to mention, to, like, the guy that owned it um, was traveling, collecting antiques. Like, Lord knows what he was bringing into, you know, his own home and, you know, what was feeding onto, you know, whatever he brought in. So, oh, no. I can imagine, I can imagine, oh my God, my anxiety. <laughs> my Amex anxiety blackguard would be completely Whoa. maxed out. I, I okay, when you have come visit, plate at this point. I'll
0: just get you really <laughs> drunk before we go on ghost tours. Thank
1: Set God. done done.
0: <laughs>
2: right, I'm good I mean, with
1: that. I'm good. <laughs> because like
0: New Orleans, you can walk around with an open container here.
1: <laughs> that is true. True. <laughs>
2: I was already sold, but now I've bought my ticket. <laughs>
1: I was lost and now I'm free in Savannah.
2: Oh, hilarious. Of course you can. Obsessed.
1: Oh my god, that's amazing. I did not know that. Oh, that's so wonderful to know now. I'm ready to go. I'm just so shocked like just how heavy and how interesting these areas are in Savannah. That's So crazy. And I thought New Orleans was crazy. But Savannah, yeah, it, it tops the list. Definitely. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Definitely, I'm
1: like, I'm shook. I'm shook. Shook okay.
0: When I came to Savannah in 2010, before I got my job and moved here, uh, <laughs> my friend Tuquan was showing me around. And we were driving around downtown. And she was like, this place is haunted. And this place is haunted by this ghost. And this place is haunted. And after a while, I said, Tuquan, I feel like you could save a lot of time if you just pointed out the non-haunted location.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> True. which is three (laughs) three out of the hundreds there you go (laughs) i could like list them off my fingers right here oh my goodness well thank you so much much. for for giving us this amazing haunted savannah hollywood walking tour this is amazing and i just i learned so much i had no idea about a lot of these locations because i'm so inept with you know New Orleans and I heard some things about Savannah but you just pretty much gave us like I would say a moosh moosh of yes. like just a little places with a couple of like pretty intense places but all like you said like Savannah is it's its own entity I believe yeah. like oh it's, yeah, it's a major ghost and of course you know ghosts there, their history demanding to be remembered. And that is something that, you know, I get from one of my favorite um, historians, Jeff Bellinger, you know, Mm -hmm. history is so important, especially when you're talking about the paranormal because, you know, left behind, you have these entities that, you know, are echoing a point in time. And that's what's so cool about what you do is not only are you pointing out the legends and the ghosts, but you're also educating people on the history of Savannah, which I really admire and respect. So snaps and kudos to you, girl.
2: People follow you on your socials.
0: So I'm on Instagram as Enie Edenfield, Enie spelled E-E-N-I-E.
2: I'm looking it up right now. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and I'm on TikTok as saltwaves spanish moss my blog is saltwavespanishmoss.com so you can also go there and find my socials that way
1: nice yeah we highly recommend that you follow her on TikTok guys to do these virtual one minute tours on her TikToks and you also do live um, walking tours so people Mm -hmm. can actually go on the TikTok app um, follow you and you know, hear or stay tuned with any announcements that you have because you usually do them on Saturdays. I remember yeah. you making announcements. Yeah, that if you jump on the app on a certain Saturday, you can like people can walk with you virtually throughout Savannah. Yeah, it's really really cool. I've 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 you know gotten on a couple and I really felt like I was walking with you and your dog at times, uh-huh. which is really cool. Well, thank you so much, thank you so girl, much. So much thank for being a part of the show. It. Aww. Oh, we really appreciate it. We love having you on. We got to have that's you so back sweet. on. Yes.
0: Again,
1: of course. Well, guys, we thank you so much. I think
0: you can come visit me and
1: then we can oh, do a yeah. special. Absolutely. Event. Absolutely. That's a verbal <laughs> contact. <Everyone hurts. laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I would love to see Bryce walking around with his little alcoholic beverage in the open. That,
2: that's the thing. Yeah, I'm scared, but I can have alcohol on the street. Like, we're fine.
1: We're yeah, fine. fine. <laughs> That's we, if we found the golden ticket for Bryce to walk in a haunted city just see <laughs> alcohol <I> on <don't> a <laughs> roam free streets, you would not care. Goodbye. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning in and always remember to stay Hollyweird wherever you are. And we hope you have a wonderful Christmas holiday. And we hope that 2021, I mean, gets better after this dumpster fire of a year, World. of course. I know.
2: Right we're so close. Um, we're
1: going to be. <laughs> We're going to be taking a few weeks off. So um, don't worry. We're going to come back and bring you guys some more interesting, fun episodes and some more people on board as well. We're definitely working on our Jenny Rivera episode. We're just going to do more yes. research. Um, you can also follow us on TikTok as well at Hollyweird Paranormal and on Instagram and Facebook at Hollyweird and on Twitter at um, HWP Podcasts. So. Thank you guys for tuning in and stay Hollywood. Do you have anything you want to say? guys? Bye. A huge thank you to Inika Enfield from Savannah, Georgia. Thank you so much Inika, for being a part of our show and giving us a virtual walking haunted Savannah tour of these famous Savannah film locations. We do appreciate you and the history and the ghosts of Savannah. Rice, not so much in regards to the ghosts, but if he's able to carry an open container of an alcohol beverage, probably a hurricane, then he's all fine. Also guys, if you are interested in becoming a Holly Weird producer, then please head on over to our Patreon page, that's www.patreon.com forward slash Paranormal. There you can learn a little more about becoming a Patreon member, and for as little as $1 or more per month, you can be a Holly Weird producer, and you can pay as much as $1 or $5 or $10 for one month, two months, or three months, a little does go a long way and yes there are perks you'll definitely be inducted to the saturday night ghost club which is another secret podcast society where you get to hear ghost stories that i've collected from friends co-workers or people off the streets also you'll be gifted in magnet stickers coasters to rest your iced coffees and pens of course so head on over to our patreon page to learn more information We also wanted to give a huge shout out to our new Patreon members, Diana Von Nungary, Seth Beast, and of course, Erica Sean. Thank you guys so much for your donations. If you want to catch up with more episodes and seasons or learn a little bit about your co hosts, then head on over to hollyweirdparanormal.com. There you can read our bios, you could browse through our merch store, you can also go through our social medias, and you can even learn more ways of how to get your Hollywood Paranormal fix through other podcast sites such as Deezer, Castbox, Spotify, Stitcher blueberry.net and so much more even iHeartRadio and if you want to stalk us even more you can do so by going on our social media at Instagram and Facebook we are at Holly Weird Paranormal and Twitter at hwppodcasts and if you tiktok then we are also on tiktok at hollyweirdparanormal Merry Christmas or Happy Holiday and we hope that you have like all of us we all hope we have a great new year and uh fuck 2020 of course that's in everyone's mind i'm sorry for cursing but not sorry because it was one dumpster fire of a year and we hope that better things are to come for each and every one of you for all of us for everyone we hope that you guys take care of each other that you stay healthy that you stay safe but most of all that you stay hollyweird. Have a wonderful holiday, guys. Take care of yourselves and much love. Take care and we will definitely check in with you guys next year.